These are the Rural Generalist Supervisors of the Loddon Mallee region, training tomorrow's medical workforce across the northwest of Victoria. These supervisors take the specialist skills they've honed over an entire career and mentor, train and guide rural generalists towards a dynamic and fulfilling career in medicine. Dr. Ulushigan Ajiboy is the Principal GP at Dove Medical Centre in Echuca. Having recently begun his own practice, he's growing the amount of GP services available in Echuca, along with the capacity to supervise trainees. Yeah, I've been in, uh, actually uh, came in from South Africa 11 years ago, and I'm proud to say I've only, only lived in regional Australia. I lived in Shepparton for two years, and I've been in Echuca for nine years. Was it always the plan for you to move to regional Victoria when you came to Australia? Yes, it's always a plan. Um, I thought, you know, like any other young man, you think you might be able to get a stint in the city. But um, when I got into uh, regional Victoria, I loved it. I loved a lot of things that doctors are able to do to help the community. Uh, I see that you could develop yourself at the same time helping the community. And that actually more like endeared me to stay in the regional place. So I wouldn't trade that for anything at this stage of my life. Uh, enjoy regional uh, Victoria or any rural part of Australia. Uh, I thrive well medically because I'm able to use a lot of my skills and to put a smile on people's face and to see that I'm making a difference in the community. Being in a town like Echuca, there will be fewer medical practitioners than you would see in a city. What's that dynamic like? Well, we're privileged to uh, be able to see different uh, medical presentations when they are stable and unstable, but in a very controlled environment most of the time, uh, not the uh, fast uh, life in the city, but we still have our pace. And uh, even at a pace that is slow, we still get sometimes that we have challenging presenta clinical presentation that we need to put our expertise on the table to help patients and promptly refer them to tertiary centers in the city. So we've actually had that mixture, which is good. You know, you know, it's just like you're oiling the engine every time. You know, you're not losing your skills. You're using it every time and you're making a difference, as I said, again, in the life of people. So it's a privilege to be able to do that, live that slow-paced life, but do things, you know, when things get difficult, you're able to use your skills and send to the, uh, a better centre in the city. What does that dynamic do to influence the training that you're able to receive as well as give as a supervisor? Any other trainer, I'll talk as a training in a regional setting first, then I'll talk about us as a supervisor. It's always any training you have, it's always good to train where you're going to be using your skill, even if it's out, outside medical practice, uh, because you can relate to what you've seen. It's no use studying medicine in Atlantic and come and use it in a temperate uh, country. You need to be there to study the presentation. So in the regional area, there are, uh, there are unique presentation and there are unique way you attend to this presentation and you manage them. So having a training, in a place where they can use their skills uh, and acquiring their skills there is quite very great because it's just more like a first-hand information, hands-on, and uh, it's even more relevant with that. And as a supervisor, it's more like a transition. You know, you train in the regional area, 
you acquire your skills in regional area, you're using your skills in regional area, and you actually retraining all the people or training all the new doctors or young doctors to do the same. So you you see that there will be continuity there, you know, and that's what excites me as supervising future generation uh, rural generalists. Uh, because you could see the future there, that even when it comes to a time that you cannot do as much, you are passed on your skill and uh, people can continually and reliably and peacefully and happily still live in regional area and still have all the best they could get. With the medical practice you've recently started, are you looking at incorporating trainees into the practice? Yeah. Since I got to uh, Echuca nine years ago, I've been involved in training of junior medical officer in one way or the other, either in emergency department, um, supervising interns, medical students, and junior medical officer. That's in the hospital setting. Having started my own practice about a year ago, uh, this afforded me more opportunity to do more, to supervise in a GP setting. Um, we've been so very privileged to have our practice accredited, to have uh, PGY2 trainings in the practice. You can actually see what we do in the practice, which is a little bit different from what we do in the hospital setting. But because the, the two are intertwined, it's always good to be able to balance the two and see what is the uniqueness or what is different in hospital setting and uh, GP setting. So we I'm going to be having some training uh, come through our door and we're all ready for them to actually see and how to actually uh, not only manage uh, patient, but to be able to um, manage patient in the community where they reside and see the joy and the reward of being a rural generalist. You've outlined a few experiences people can get while they're supervised, but as a supervisor, what do you get out of it? Hmm, that's a very interesting question. Satisfaction. Satisfaction that we've been able to, you know, I've been doctors for over 20 years now. And I remember where I started from, you know, having to say, oh, I don't know a lot of things. And to say, I know. So to be able to transfer that same skills to all the generation that when they come in, they are green, they know nothing. And by the time you finish your training, they can even interact with you, you can chat, you can even say, hey, what do you think about this case? And rub minds together once they finish their training and all that. And you can say, yes, I can go to sleep with my eyes closed. And um, I used to tell young doctors to say, I need to train you well. If I don't train you well and I become 70, 80 and I'm still living in a chuka and I get sick, if I don't pass that skills over to you very well, it could come back to, you know, to bite me because if you don't know what to do when I have low sugar, then I've not trained you very well. So what it actually does bring to me uh, as a supervisor is just satisfaction. Satisfaction that like kind of satisfaction that a mother has given birth to another baby gets and a grandma gets when he sees a daughter giving birth to another baby. So it's more satisfaction. It's rewarding too. Don't, don't get me wrong, it's quite very rewarding to live in regional Australia because you can do a lot of things. But the most important thing that I get out of it is the satisfaction and the joy that you can pass on your skills. Do you still keep in touch with your trainees? Yeah, there are, all, there are a lot of good stories in there. We'll keep in touch. I will tell you one. I had a registrar, no, not a registrar, an intern when I came into Australia about 11 years ago in Shepparton. 
about six or four years ago in Atuga, uh, I have to transfer a patient that is quite very critical to one of the tertiary hospitals in Melbourne. And who is on the other end of the phone? It was my, you know, registrar, uh, my intern that, uh, that I trained, and he's the neurosurgical registrar there. And, you know, we talked and said, oh, yeah, then we do catch up. They come in uh, to regional Australia. We go into the city. We catch up over, you know, a cup of coffee. And, you know, we keep in touch. I get advice from them, even from my kids uh, that are in high school. How do they navigate their high school and exams and all that? And, you know, and uh, we share all the things uh, that outside medicine. So it's, uh, it's, it's a privilege to actually have that kind of relationship. I think we get into that realization in, in Australia that is a beautiful country and we've got people living kilometers apart and people love to live in their natural environment. And it's good to know that the government is actually putting a lot of attention into rural remote medicine now because people want to live in their natural environment. They don't want to, you know, especially with this COVID thing that has just hit. Some people are just thinking twice, why do we have to live in the city? Because most people live in the city because uh, they think that you have uh, easy access to, to healthcare, uh, quality healthcare system. But now we're bringing it to the rural place. We're giving bringing it to the remote place. So, uh, and that is good because people can live in their natural environment and still get the best medical care. So I'm quite very excited that I'm actually part of that um, generation that is driving that for the future generation of Austrian doctors to say, it, life does not end in the city. We do get a lot of fun in the rural, regional uh, Australia, and we do help people, and they are real people, and real Aussies. Thanks to Dr. RG Boy for talking about his work, and to you for listening. If you're interested in becoming a supervisor or joining the Victorian Rural Generalist Program, head to vicruralgeneralist.com.au. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. Links to everything are in the show notes. You can hear more stories from Rural Generalist supervisors by subscribing on your podcast app of choice where you'll find new episodes every week. This podcast has been made possible by funding from the Victorian Department of Health through the Loddon Mallee Rural Generalist Program, Murray City Country Coast GP Training, and Monash University's Northwest Victorian Regional Training Hub, funded through the Commonwealth Department of Health's Rural Health Multidisciplinary Training Program.